Blog Talk Radio. Joining me as soon as possible will be the uh, ever-present, the uh, co-host extraordinaire, Cameron Hawkins. But until the well, speak of the devil, I conjured, I conjured the man up. Go ahead and bring him on. Cam, welcome oh, to the like, show. Oh, wow, look at the timing. That's pretty impressive, right? Yeah. Hey, so, uh yeah, so we'll we'll get we'll get to you um, in a sec. My bad. I didn't I actually didn't mean to. <laughs> you showed up, trying to throw me off. Matter of fact, no, 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 no. Get, get your um, <clears throat> your um, the foam that you're rubbing up against your <laughs> your your phone or your mic. Move that out of the way. But I'm going to give out all the pertinent contact information. And then we'll get back to Cam, and he'll yell at me about something, I'm sure. Uh, if you want to have your voice heard on this show, there are two ways of going about that. First way, give us a call. Hit us up on the Constellation Line live, and we will talk to you on air tonight. Hit us up at 347-202-0103. Once again, that's 47-202-0103 to talk to us live tonight on air. Other way to have your voice heard, if you can't call us live, you can always drop us a voicemail. The voicemail gives you three unadulterated minutes to ask questions, pose comments, scream, yell, rant, rave, whatever you got, you can do it there. Hit the voicemail line at 415-787-5229. Once again, the voicemail line is 415-787-5229. Uh, you can always drop us an email anytime during the show, anytime during the week. The mailbag is always open and constantly being refreshed. Hit the mailbag at East Coast Audio Show at gmail.com. Once again, that's East Coast Audio Show at gmail.com. <clears throat> Make sure you indicate somewhere in the subject line uh, or in subject or somewhere in the body of the email at least. Uh, let us know which segment, uh, VIP or non-VIP, that you want your email written. Uh, you can drop us a line on Twitter. Find us there. You can find the show at East Coast Cast, twitter.com slash East Coast Cast. Uh, you can find my personal Twitter at Travlord. And you can find Cam at Seahawk. That's C-E-E Hawk. And the last bastion of Get At It, find us on Facebook. The Facebook fan page can be found at pwtorch.com, oh, I'm sorry, facebook.com slash that damn out of here. <laughs> Facebook.com slash PW Torch East Coast Cast. It hasn't been a decade of giving up that same URL. Facebook.com slash PW Torch 
East Coast Cast, or just search East Coast Cast or PW Torch on Facebook, and you will see us among the uh, family of Torch pages. So go ahead and give us a like, if you would, please. Share us on your timeline, tag your wrestling buddies, and let them know. Spread the word that way. Y'all know how it works. So, now, without further ado, Cameron Hawkins, welcome back once again to the show. Like I was set, no, I'm kidding. <laughs> Hi. How are you? Doing all right. What's up with you? You know, not too much, not too much. I can finally, I wasn't ready for fall weather this soon. Like, it's actually going to be under 90, like, the whole week. And so... That's not exactly a fall thing. I mean... Well, for, for here, for where we live. You know what I mean? Uh, like, it, yeah, but you know, first season. week of October, it's going to... You know, we're going to have, like... It's going to be Six, seven days of, like, you know, 95 degrees. I know. So. But, yeah. Also, like, football is, like, really for real starting this week. Um, and so... Like, I'm used to, like, I would be tailgating under normal circumstances, you know, and yeah. blistering heat, um, and like, none of that's happening. So it's, you know, adjusting to what's happening outside. Um, what's happening outside now? A lot of things that happen outside. Well, outside now, it's a goddamn monsoon of some sort. It just came oh, yeah. <laughs> through my neck of the woods. <laughs> that I know. Um, but... Yeah, like like the rest of us, we're we're inside and uh, we're watching wrestling and uh, let's uh, let's um, what where where are we with what's the, I mean this is a good week for battling top stories. I mean you had Roman Reigns giving his mission statement. Uh, you had the really effective daily turn as much as it wasn't something I wanted to see. Um, and, um, crap, what was the other one? It was just, oh, oh, uh, AEW and, you know, the, the, the pay-per-view, Matt Hardy, you know, busting his hit dome piece on live TV in 2020 and still going on with the show, like it's the old days. Um, so yeah, so where do we start? It's on you. First, um, let's go with AEW, uh. All out. Mm-hmm. Um, so, you know, uh, a perfectly fine wrestling show. Probably where I should jump off. Um, you know, good, good undercard stuff. Probably the, uh, you know, the highlights are uh, FTR and Omega and Page. With FTR winning the tag title and Omega and Page seemingly splitting. Um, I think Moxley and MJF were a really good match, but. You know, we joked around about it last week, but I think that the, what you expected was distraction, Moxley hitting Paradigm shift and winning. Um, I think MJF showed that he deserves to, to be in that space. Um, she did Thunder Rosa really, really good. Um, you know, uh, Bucks and Jurassic Express, what you'd expect from those teams. Um, but, yeah, I think that, we do have to talk about, and then, you know, Orange Cassidy beating Jericho straight up, even if it yeah. does put knocking into a bad of mimosa, I think speaks well for what they think about Orange Cassidy. Um, but, yeah, let's talk about Matt Hardy. You know, Matt Hardy is in a broken rules match. He loses. He has to leave the company. Um, takes a bad fall off of a, would I call it a mobile scaffolding? 
Is that what you call yeah, it? Yeah, it's a it's a crane, like a crisscross crane mm-hmm. deal. You know, for raising, you know, changing yeah. skylights and I, Like I'm thinking about it, man. Travis, you know, we are men of a certain age. We used to play outside. We played sports. Falling on the back of your head, man. It's just from any like height, and at any velocity, is off putting. You know what I mean? Like, it's jarring. And we need to go through that at this age and then then not just call the match at that point. um, You know, you want to believe that AEW is this forward-thinking, progressive, wrestler-spokes company, and they do things in lives with all the other wrestling companies, which is um, the entertainment is first, work through it, we'll deal with the consequences later. But, yeah, um, you know, Matt Hardy still wins the match. Um, you know, after it was clear that he was incapacitated, you get differing reports about him, um, about him in his hospital stay, and Tony Khan says one thing, and Reggie Hardy says another. And his wife, who has a very uh, clear and obvious history of not pulling punches, and I don't think anybody has ever called Reggie Hart, uh, Hardy a liar in the uh-huh. You know, five or ten years that she's been in wrestling public. Whether they like her or not, they do not right. call her a liar. Right. <laughs> yes. Absolutely. Absolutely. Um, and then and Tony Khan is Tony fucking Khan, who we don't have much history with as a fan base. And, you know, what what we do know of him, you know, isn't exactly, you know, he's not a noble manner. Or I should yeah. say noble no. man. He might, he might fancy himself a nobleman. Um, so, yeah, but, I mean, he seems to be all right now. You know what I mean? Um, yeah, just just ugly business, man. You want and, – and, you know, you always think of Matt as the one who, while he definitely took his physical toll, you think of him as the quote-unquote safe one. You know, between him and his brother. He's not the daredevil. He's the the mastermind, for lack of a better way of saying it. And to see him go through this, when you have to believe, and I say have to believe, you don't know anybody's finances specifically, um, but you feel like he don't need the money, you know, so it's like, what are you doing, Matt? Right. Like, right. You, you shouldn't out of even your be way. in that spot. To not need the money. Like, you, you, yeah. And you championed how you, have you know lived your life and saved and not been exuberant and and and, and, and fallen into certain traps? Like he's looked, he's one of the one of the success stories, completely and utterly as far as like financially, you know, being in the business twenty twenty five years and, and coming out on the other side with your with your sanity and your health and your finances. Falls like that he took on Saturday don't 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 bode well for the, the sanity part and health part but uh, but it does raise raise the question of why are you putting yourself in these situations you don't uh, you don't need to do that to support your family yeah yeah and and it was oh, yeah. kind of a, a you know it was a it was a botched move or a I'm not sure if it was a bot. What would you call it? Like an over, 
that was super interesting that Sasha always seemed to be in the right as far as on the side of friendship. And, you know, like them getting their tag title rematch, um, you know, That's Sasha always, and and Bailey. That's always a giveaway. <laughs> they, um, I mean, it's, it's that predictability. We had the conversation reflecting predictability isn't always necessarily just inherently bad. It's just how you tell that story and you just get used to it when you've been watching a thing and so long. Mm-hmm. They're getting their rematch like right away on TV, regular free TV. Yeah, boy. They're, <laughs> yep. it's either they're going to blow it off and that team that you like, just they're just getting their rematch out of the way so they can move on to something else and your favorite is done in that for now. <laughs> Or here comes the turn, or here comes the split. Exactly. And I think that the, one of the, the, I say innate like, things about Sasha, like a thing you can't control to a certain extent is your body type. You know, you can control your size a little bit, but the type of physique that you have, you're kind of locked into that. You can get bigger, you can get smaller, but you're built like you're built. And boy, Bailey, not only did Bailey like rip into her, but Sasha just has that physique where even when she's like a, a heel, like when you start wailing on her, you have some sympathy for her because she's so yeah. small, you know? Um, and Bailey, like, like probably even more so than Charlotte, because I'm sure that they are close, but like the trust she must have had in Bailey, because Bailey was ripping into her, man. Like, mm-hmm. not like, I'm not saying women don't beat each other up like that. People on in wrestling don't beat each other up like that. Yeah, it was vicious. You no, know, it, and, I got a, I got a know. text from Dre that said I'm scared of Bailey. Yeah, there is just a trust, and I think they did so much for Sasha as a sympathetic uh, baby face, and so much for Bailey as just a ruthless heel. She ripped into her man, and that was special. Um, you have to. I, I think about that the with Bailey, yeah. like. It's no, it makes, okay, if she just turns on her and, like, hits her with a couple power moves and, like, walks up the ramp talking trash, like, you know, I never lose your friend, whatever. It's just like, okay, standard kind of turn 101, but it doesn't make you feel any different about either the heel or the baby face in that, in that situation. Um, especially somebody like Sasha, who's already a heel, and mm-hmm. you're trying to get sympathy on her, so you... You, you know, Bailey had it was imperative that she give her. We we said it. We was like it has to be. They if they're going to turn her, they have to make her uh, have to move on to another phase in her career where, like Jerry said, like people have to go. Oh, I might be kind of scared of her. Like it's not a big giveaway if they book her against Sasha ba- or. or Oscar or Shayna Baszler or something where he's like, oh, they'll run through her or she'll put up a good hearty fight, and but in the end she can't handle either of those women. Now it's like ooh, the right tactics and the and the right timing and you know I poke here, you, you know you never know. So it just makes you feel a different way about a, a, a character and a wrestler, and that's a, a winning a winning formula in a turn. Like you want the fan base to feel different. One's an emotional response. And yeah, I think they got I think they got they're looking what they were looking for. The next step is the promo. 
by both of them, but more importantly, ugh, I don't know, I was going to say more importantly, Bailey, but it, it might be more importantly, Sasha. You know, yeah. because if the, if the baby face, if she can't get people to, it's one thing to get, convince people with your body and in the ring that you're, oh, wow, that, that sucks that she can toss around and like that. But standing in the ring, you can't, you can't be arrogant. Sasha with the weird accent that nobody can really place. Like she, you know, it, it's, I'm, I'm just making fun, but she, they have to, she's going to have to uh, find something in her. Has she ever really been a baby face in an effective talking way? I think, I don't know. You know, I think she said she seems so fine. Yeah, I think she's finally found her cadence as far as speaking and not jumbling the words up like this, like she was for so long. Like, I think she does have, like, a, a, a tone to her now that's a bit slowed down, that sounds a bit more natural. Um, and for her to put that into a babyface promo, I think it's going to be, like, super effective um, if she can land it. Like, like you said, Bailey doesn't have to do a whole lot different than what she's been doing. Um, it, it's about Bailey been very much about Bailey and her just communicating why she was a problem with Sasha I think is, is good. Now, here's something I have a problem with because, and I love the guy to death. Love him to death. But mm-hmm. did you see Xavier Woods on Talk Smack? No. He made too much sense. How I so? asked him about how he felt about it. And he was basically like, well, she was like, they're going to feud for a while. Then they're going to get back. You're talking about Bailey and Sasha? Yes. Okay. <laughs> he said, okay. they're going to feud for a while, and then they'll get back together. He was like, the difference between them and us, the New Day, is that from day one, it was about what's good for the group. And whatever happened good to one of us was good for what's good for the group. Sasha and Bailey um, are absolutely friends, but they are absolutely individuals, and they get together from time to time because it serves them in the moment, but ultimately there's a rivalry there, there's a competitive spirit, and they want what they want for themselves. I'm like, Woods, we know, but you can't say it. Like, you can't tell (laughs) us that they're going to get back together soon. Like, you're doing too much, man. Like, uh, because if you take that out, it makes so much sense about how – the New Day's goal was never for self, and they knew that what was good for one of them was good for them all. And juxtaposed with Sasha and Bailey are individuals who are close and they'll get together from time to time, but ultimately they'll do what's best for themselves. Just say that. Don't tell us they're going to do for a while when we get back together. Even if it makes perfect sense, don't say it. Um, but yeah, you did also, lay it out very flat, what it is. Also... It's the thing, you don't say it because it's the thing that it's one of the obstacles and barriers to the turn. The psychological part is the fan base. Like, you know, we've seen this, you know, twice already and to varying degrees of success. So... And so it's already, if not in the forefront of of the fans' minds, it's going to come up eventually. They're going to think about it. It's going to. So at least it was talking smack. I'm not. It's not. They didn't ask. uh, Mm -hmm. They should do this more 
where you ask wrestlers and personalities backstage about things that have nothing to do with them, like the Dusty Rhodes treatment. I think a lot of people refer to it as. I think time Dusty Rhodes was in a big match or big feud, it would get the thoughts of, you know, of folks that had nothing to do with Dusty or Ric Flair or whoever Dusty was in the match with. You know, backstage, what are your thoughts on this up big Stargate match coming up? Well, you know, Dusty's my friend, but I, I don't I don't know if he can, you know, just regular old kind of comment. Um, I forget where I was going with this, but it's something to do with backstage interviews and getting people's thoughts on, on uh, you can even incorporate that and, and it would work. Oh, 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 no, that was my point. At least it wasn't one of those things. Like, maybe you're backstage at SmackDown uh, next week. What do you think of the turn? And then he goes, well, they're going to get back together. <laughs> like, what? This is a TV show. We're trying to at least with talking smack some internet shit or some folk show thing. But still, it does make all the sense because that's what's going to happen. That's why having them be friends for the next two years and then break them up it would have been much more effective, I think. Even though I, yeah, I think that, this has been done well so far. I mean, it just happened. It was a good turn, and we just have to go from here. I, I'm waiting to hear from hear from Sasha. I guess we'll hear from one or both Friday. Wait, did they have anything on the on Raw? They're not. No, because they don't have like a claim to it. They're not really there right now. Um, yeah. Um, yeah, any, uh, yeah, but, oh, what about Roman? What about Roman's, his mission statement? Just one of the really good Paul Heyman promos. Oh, oh, also the Thunderdome. They, they did the thing I assumed they were going to do, and they started adding, they've condensed the feeds that you see. Some of them are, everything is not the same size and they can only fit whatever, 800 across. They've uh, shrunk some down and packed some in and it looks like they've, if not doubled how many they had on the first couple of shows. Mm-hmm. They've, uh, more screens, more screens. Yeah, and it looks it looks better. It, it looks much better when they zoom in, somebody like Heyman setting the promo and you see, like it would be in the arena if it was fans in the crowd, you would see, you know, four or five people in that shot. But because of how they had it, you'd see one giant distorted, you know, cheek of a guy or, the, you know, or his forehead because the screen is, is, is so big. Uh, a really intense promo that I thought was helped by by the Thunderdome. Just the visuals helped the help what he was saying. Yeah. Um probably the biggest thing like you know how I always get on here and on social media and I just like gush at the way that Roger Strong wrestles. And sure. I always say like he ain't going back to that trailer park. This is like the first that I can remember, like, this was a desperation promo from Paul Heyman. And not desperate, like, if it's not good, he'll get fired, but, like, I need you to understand how important this is to myself and Roman Reigns. I was just totally blown away, because it's, it's a different 
kind of emotion than he has when he's with a Brock Lesnar. You know, it wasn't like an air of confidence. Like, it was an air of necessity and understanding. Like, you need to know how important this is to the both of us. Right, and he used the, he uses real-life shit in a way that doesn't throw, uh, K, you know, kayfabe completely. Yeah. Uh, you, you know, know he goes, cast when, aside, like, you know, when you thought I was gone, y'all thought I was, uh, you know, he didn't say I was fired from my creative position. And, mm-hmm. That's unnecessary, like, unnecessary. Like, you thought I was gone, but he pulled me back in. Uh, so don't blame me. So he does his really, did a really good job of putting, uh, mm. putting the focus on on Roman, and Roman did a good job standing there and looking intimidating. Really good manicured beard. And, uh, his, his manicured beard. His beard was up. I just ordered this thing, and I'm waiting for it to come in the mail. And I go, I'm going to grow my beard back out. It's like a heater thing. Because my hair's so so fucking kinky, my beard and like my hair on the top of my head just grows into itself. Yeah, I got three inch hairs on my my face and just looks like this, you know, look. Oh, you know how I'm happy here works. I'm gonna tell you. Well, maybe a little bit. Uh, you got the two C, not that four C. <laughs> um, but yeah, so I'm gonna get this thing. It's got the steam and the heat, and so I'm get some volume to my beard. Uh, so yeah, keeping this beard in. But it was a good promo, uh, just overall, just yeah. good presence, good laid a foundation. I could I could go without the tribal chief. This is my island stuff, but I mean, all right, different, and yeah. and it yeah. and it work and it and it works on at least some level. Yeah, and, and you know, as as somebody who a long, long, long time ago, you know, played DB in high school. And then as an adult, was just a fan of, of Darrell Revis and Shut Down Corners. Like, it being your island, I'm with you. I like that. Like, I like that they can't, and, you know, Deion Sanders before him, I like that they can't go against you. Like, I, I appreciate that. Um, so, yeah, and then the whole thing with, you know, uh, Sheamus getting Biggie out of the match, but then, uh, what is it, Jay Uso winning the number one contender show? The Uso won in that really cool finish <laughs> uh, with him. Uh, uh, getting the pinfall after I don't know, was it a superplex or, or, or something, and then Uso hit the splash off the top. It was a really good finish. I, I like Roman like saying, "Yo, I would have went out there and won like beforehand. I'd win it. Your brother would win it." Like, I'm curious about what's even going to happen in that match. Is the match going to happen? Is this where Roman like, you know, not even turns, but establishes that he has no friends? That it's about him. Um, yeah, super interested to see, you know, where it goes. Um, yeah, just uh, he is. If you complained about him, you're still going to complain about him. But I think if you were objective about him and about what he was early in the Shield run and what he was at NXT, this is the thing you've been wanting. And so, yeah, I'm excited to see where it goes. Absolutely. I don't even if you didn't necessarily want it or not want it. I think I think just objectively, it's just quality stuff. <laughs> and, you know, just good. You know, the way he showed up uh, in the next week, winning the title, and then 
cutting a promo and, and establishing with, with why and, and, and how in the future. I think she's just looking just good. Um, you know, on the Raw side, um, you know, retribution is, is very much here. Um, you know, it's clearly like at least who's there. It's clearly Dijak. It's clearly Mia Yim, um, you know, and a few others that are in the group. But it's just so on the nose, you know, what people... So who's cutting the promos, though? Who's that little guy? I don't know who the little guy is cutting the promos. I know they let Dijak talk a lot uh, on Monday. Oh, I haven't seen him. And so I kind of recall, yeah. Um, so that, that's going. I want to say this, though. Like, Raw Underground um, has the good and the bad to me, but Kevin Owens, like, impressed the hell out of me. In that, Who's the guy with you the know, dreadlock he is the dreadlock. That's Baba Tunde. I forget what they call him now. Um, Daba, Daba Kato is what they call him. Um, okay. Who knows what that means? Somebody let us know. But Kevin Owens, you know, to be this absolutely world-class wrestler, to be so good on the mic, um, to be able to do every single move at his size, to me, in a lot of ways, that translates to, boy, this guy is a performer, and boy, he wouldn't look good in a fight. He looked great on Raw Underground. He took it to Aleister Black like he was fighting him, and it looked believable and legit and just a salute to him. Like, you expect Aleister Black to, you know, to have, to be able to pull that To off. fit in yeah. that environment and to thrive exactly. in that environment. Exactly. Yeah. Not that, you would, not that you would expect Kevin Owens not to, but it's like, well, Kevin Owens is a wrestler. I expect him to go in and fire mm-hmm. flip and do good wrestling moves. I mean, I, not that he can't, like, can't like, punch a guy in the face, but I There it. are people who think Riddick Moss has, like, looked good. I, I don't think so. Um, but there are people, people who think, think Riddick Moss looks um, good doing anything. I they see think, it. I there are people who think this. Riddick Moss – there are people who think Riddick Moss has next – People in management think he has next. I don't get it. Not for me to get, right? But, no, Kevin Owens looked really good. And even though I think, like, nobody fights as long as they they said those two fought. Like, a fight don't go that long. But, you know what, fine, whatever. Um, those two, yeah, that looked good. Uh, you know, Dominic... <laughs> Dominic beating Murphy in the street fight and the show ending with all the Mysterios beating him down with kendo sticks. Murphy well, was, it a, I was thought just it was a nigga to beat match or something. It was a street fight. Um, oh. And I guess because of the title, fight. that was the way he gave up. To make it that quick, man. Yeah, he was like, nah. He was like, nah, no, no moss. <laughs> I don't want no more smoke. Everybody's beating me with kendo sticks. I give up. Yeah. Um, I, I think and if you're going to... If you're going to do that spot, kendo sticks is the thing to use because they sound good, even like when you're not making a ton of ton of contact and impact. And if you know you're dealing with, uh, even though those, those the, the women, the, the mom and the sister, all all connected, you know, uh, there's a chance that they might not be the most coordinated or hand-eye coordination. It might you know you might crack a guy in the uh, shit, you can hit anything in the nuts is going to hurt via fucking phone. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. But still, it, mistakes, it's like, oh, whatever. It's a kind of thing, not a chair 
implement. So it was just the visual and the art and, the, and sonically, it was just, yeah, it looked good. It sounded good. And it was a good way to end the show. And, you know, Murphy certainly. Yeah. Not going to kill him. That I, I hope he gets his, I hope he gets his, his look eventually, man, because he has, he's been sacrificing his body. For a long time, it feels like a long time. Like because of how prominent he's been in the show, but man, Murphy is that nigga to beat on, and he looks good doing it. You know what I mean? So I hope when all this is cleared, you know Murphy gets a good, you know, IC title run or something like that. Who took um, more punishment for for uh, for Seth Rollins, Murphy in the last six months, or or uh, what was his little? Bodyguard, no, they were like his driver. Austin Theory? No, 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 no. Mercury and uh, what's his face when they were oh, his, uh, uh, <laughs> his backup. Yeah. And they just weekly would get, I mean, that's what they were there yeah. for. Get they were smoked. The corporation or whatever. I think Murphy was there actually in the matches. Like, they got Murphy getting thrown. Oh, through. that's true. Those two oh. were just yeah. outside five. They were around. Yeah, but no, man, salute to him. He's been doing a great job. Um, speaking of IC titles, you know, Cedric Alexander finally joining the, the Hurt Business. Um, I think that's a, a good long-term story that they told. I think he has legitimate reasons for joining a group. Like, yo, every time I got y'all back, I got y'all back. But when it's time to have my back, I'm getting beat on. Like, I'm taking the ass whoopings. And y'all are cool. And y'all ain't around when I need you. Y'all gonna select me for the matches when you need to, so I'm gonna get down with these guys. Um mm-hmm. I love that they're all in black and gold. Um, I love that, you know, they're, they're in suits when they're not, you know, working. Uh, yeah. yeah, I just think that, like, in, I, I don't want to give MVP too much credit, but I'm still going to give him all the credit because I believe <laughs> he has, um, you know, he has just given fresh life to three acts that um, I, I won't speak for you, Travis, but three acts I've always been pretty high on. Like, I thought that, you know, especially, like, First run Lashley and then TNA Lashley was just very, very good. Um, said Alexander can do – I link him with Murphy, man, like just all those great matches that they had. Um, you know, Shelton uh, Benjamin, the, the untapped potential. Um, you know, the you want to call him the black Randy Orton, but the other Randy Orton, when, that, when motivated, you just get so much out of him. Um, you know, MVP being kind of the prominent figure – you know, them wanting Bobby Lashley to be U.S. champion and not having animosity within the group because of that. Like, yeah, I think it's just, uh, it's nice to see that come together. Everything felt really organic. And I, I like seeing a talented cruiserweight. And I mean that with a Buddy Murphy and a, even a Buddy Murphy and a damn 205. That's been tapped forever. His pet is as big as my body. But Buddy Murphy and Ted Alexander, those two, probably with Dylan Mustafa Ali, those are the three most 205 Live uh, prominent figures. Like, seeing those guys have important things to do, I think, is a really big deal. So, yeah, so look yeah. to MVP for masterminding that, man. It, it, it is fun to watch. Yeah, those guys, I, 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 the way you, Frank, uh, you know, you said you like them, or, or you've been high on them and for various reasons over the years. I I like the group, and it's like, well, they took a bunch of guys that I don't necessarily look like and made something out of it. Like, 
Sheldon Benjamin's fine. I got never. He's always been you know, somebody I've I've really uh, you know cared about as as a worker and as a you know, potential mm-hmm. high on the card uh, you know wrestler. But it, but Lashley and certainly said I'm just never was even at the start of 205. I I just didn't get why he was getting the focus with Alicia with the face, Alicia Fox, and, mm-hmm. and, you know, it was the personality stuff. He can wrestle his ass off, and it just, you know, whatever. Just personally, I didn't care a ton for Sid. But they've taken all these, you know, at least two ingredients, and I didn't necessarily care for and They put, put it all together into something that's, uh, you know, pretty pretty good and pretty seems seemingly thought out and that they're going to give some time and energy to and, and put momentum behind. That's always, you know, good when it's always fun when they, when they get behind someone or an idea that you like, because it could easily, because remember when we thought they put them together and then like, as soon as they put them together, they all like lost. And it was like, what the fuck's going on? Mm-hmm. Um, but they got past that and, and they put a decent storyline together, like a long-term storyline with all, you know, all four of these, all four of these guys. So good stuff with her business. Yeah. Yeah, right. and then um, to bring it back around, um, mm-hmm. Finn Balor, your new NXT champion. Um, oh shit! What? Really, really, yeah, really, really good match with him and Adam Cole. Um, so last week, uh, yeah, last week you had the fatal four way match. Um, Cole and Balor were tied at the end of the match for the, uh, two, uh, falls apiece. Right. And so they had what they called a sudden death match on NXT open the show, a bunch of near falls, really, really good. Um, like, and why wouldn't it be good? It's Cole and Balor, right? Um, Balor ends up uh, winning the match. Uh, Cole backstage gives him a two-sweet um, after the match. It even salutes him in a backstage interview after the match. I don't know if that means Cole's turning or what, but, yeah, Balor wins the NXT title. And then you had a few people on social media say that, wow, NXT is supposed to be, like, the developmental territory. Why is the champion 39 years old? And I was like, what the fuck have you been watching for the last year or so? Like, Finn Balor, what, number one, I'll say this, like, to me, and again, I'm 34 now, and I'm coming to terms with that, but mm-hmm. like, to me, there's nothing dated or uncool about Finn Balor. Like, if I didn't tell you Finn Balor was 39, you wouldn't know Finn It's Balor not even something you would think about. You, you, you would just yeah. be like, oh, Finn Balor's a champ, uh, two-time yeah, Finn Balor NXT champion. That's all. Yeah, Finn Balor's like, like the first... Where, did he say this when Samoa Joe was the champ four years ago? That's the thing about NXT... Everybody who's won the NXT title, like Balor was what, Bobby Roode, like 40, Joe was 35, Bobby Roode and the man was like 40, Drew McIntyre ain't young, you know what I mean? Like, it was ridiculous. Like, Cole 31, I want to say, Champion Gargano in their 30s, like, everybody's, you know, Keith Lee's 35. What is wrong? And there was nothing that Keith Lee needed to learn. If there's any proof, 
there's nothing Keith Lee needed to learn in NXT because they took away everything from Keith Lee when they put him on the main roster. <laughs> You know what I'm saying? So, I mean, right. So it's like, what was last year, year and a half about? <laughs> yeah. Why didn't yeah. you just bring him to TV in 2018, 2019? It's a ridiculous claim. But, no, I think that Balor – I think Balor boosts the NXT title as being somebody who was universal champion, as being somebody who was a top title contender, as being somebody who was intercontinental champion. I think that him wearing the NXT title, knowing the quality of match that he can put on, I think it helps everybody. You know, so I don't have a problem with that. But, yeah, just really good match. Adam Cole is just – if NXT is a developmental, like, territory, Adam Cole should have been gone before he got there because he's been this good the whole time he's been there. Yeah. And the fact that he's kind of, you know, he's kind of talking – not talking like a face necessarily, but saluted Balor after the match and said, yo – he got me this night. He's not going to get me next time. Like, it's still more babyface than what he does. Um, and so, yeah, like, I don't know if he's going to go face, if they're going to move him up. But, yeah, he's done everything down there that he can do. You know, so I think a call on a SmackDown, a call on a Raw, I think that benefits everybody. Now, how about this? I don't know who the small guy is in Retribution, but, hell, give it to Cole. Like, if you want somebody like me to like it, give it to Cole. And let Cole but then you have to. But then you would have to. You would have to go. Oh, that was Cole in those whack ass segments and those bullshit ass. You know, agree. Indie style. You know, Cole takes that mask off. You know, forget all about Cole. it. Yeah, and Cole gets a great and and, and it was long, long ago enough, even now, that mm-hmm. you know. Maybe. What are you going to do when it's Daniel Bryan? Oh, my God. <laughs> when that, it's like Aberdeen, when it's American Northwest native Daniel Bryan. When it's I don't own a TV, I don't eat meat Daniel Bryan. Oh, it's going to be ridiculous. Um, <laughs> no, 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 no. That's not worth pointing. But what are you going to do when it's AJ Styles? Yeah. He's doing stuff like you want it to be. Yeah, he's in the title mix. Him, yeah, Sammy, yeah. And, and Jeff Hardy. Yo, Sammy um, Guevara, what the fuck? Yeah, he got the he got the the hair flowing. He got the blowout. Got the full outfit. He got the yeah, full man. revolution. Uh, Libertad. <laughs> Like, damn, he's a full communist dictator on him. Okay. Yeah, man. It's not a game. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, I think that's all the major TV happenings. Um, oh, well, we we got Peyton Royce making her singles debut. She got the she got to beat. Billy Kay, okay. and mm-hmm. nothing nothing came of that match, right? Like, that she, she beat her, and afterwards she hugged, and I was like, oh, all right. I guess that's better than them like, having a half-ass bullshit view nobody cares about. Um, I still am convinced that they'll both be, they'll either be back together as the Iconics in a year, or out of the company. One or both, if they're not together. 
Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'll lean towards interesting. be back together. Yeah, I think that, you know, that's ultimately where they're going to be best. Um, Billy Kay is a face. Again, I think Billy Kay is hilarious. So Billy Kay is a face I think could work for some comedic stuff, but um, I don't know if either of them is, like, good enough in the ring right now to prosper on their own, you know? Um, no, they're not. <laughs> they are not. And, and, and the, the shame of it, it's not the shame of it, but I think they were brought up too early. I think they worked good because they were together. But, man, there are just so many people breathing down their necks, so to speak, or so good. Like, Yo Shirai's right there, Dakota Kai's right there, Tegan Knox, um, Candice LeRae. Uh, hell, even Dakota you know, Kai. Dakota, if I don't want to say, like, most improved because that was, that was the note that so she wasn't. She has gotten so much better since she's turned mm-hmm. heel. Not, I'm not, yeah, I don't even want to say because she's turned heel. It's just that's yeah, how timing works and you know creative things, whatever. But the last year, specifically in this, everything I've seen of her since this uh, COVID shit happened and started, and they haven't had fans. She's been great. She's been great in everything that they've asked her to do. Her look has been fucking fantastic. Uh, and she, you know how I am about my those, those small wrestling women. Not the biggest fan, but she is legitimate. Even, you know, and it took her, not that she wasn't as a baby face, but even as a heel, she's even more that she can uh, be more aggressive and, and, and vicious. And she, she got to have some kind of neck. So I'm not sure if she should be champ on top of any, either of these women's division, uh, but she certainly, we should be talking about Dakota Kai in the mainstream way by this time next year. I hope. She's got it. Yeah. She's done it. Yeah, she's got it. I'm, and, and let me also say this. Rhea Ripley and Mercedes Martinez put on a banger of a cage match yesterday. Um, Rhea Ripley wins it in the cage with uh, a riptide from the middle rope through a table. Uh, just, yeah, they were, they were banging it out. Um, and those two as well. Like, there are just so many women who are so good um, that, you, I mean, you're not nervous for Billy Kay and Peyton Royce. Like, you've had mad time on the main roster. You've got your shine. But, man, if there's ever a time to do your homework, it's now. Because there are a lot of people right behind you who have the goods, you know. Um but yeah, <laughs> which 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 goes to which makes which makes me go why split up the iconics? You do that when you're like, yep. When two of your stars and, go down and you don't have singles women's talent, but you've got this somewhat popular tag team that you could always put to get back together in a year, and you split them up and you make one a heel on the face and you try to make one or both uh, single stars or at least. Um, bodies in the singles division. There is no reason in 2020 with all the women's talent, women talent that they have up and down all three of those brands that, you know, that uh, Peyton Royce and Billy Kay need to be thrust into that pool. And Shayna and Nia, um, you have 
Liv and Ruby. You have Natalia and uh, what's her name? Lana. Those are your three teams. You don't have any more teams. So, like, you should keep teams. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, <laughs> yeah, you should, you should have teams, and you don't. Um, so, yeah, it's definitely something to address. Yeah, and if you're going to have a thin division as far as the number of credible teams, uh, maybe you don't break up your, you know, Bailey and Sasha. Your longest, your longest tenured team. Well, right. well, Bailey and Sasha, of course, but yeah, the Iconics. Like you don't break up. Well, well, well I was tenured team. You had no more teams. Bailey and, uh, and, and Sasha, like they had a good thing going. Their segments mm-hmm. are, are, you know, well done and all that kind of stuff. Um, so yeah, some of the timing, it's it's you go. I, I wonder me coming back to that. I wonder what the thought process was. What, what led them to this? Uh, uh, to this? To this decision, but you know, time will tell. Maybe, maybe Peyton Royce or Billy Kay or both will will surprise us. Uh, I don't think so, but you know, stranger things have happened. I'd, I'd like to say a year from now how wrong I was, and and uh, Kay and Peyton and Royce are, you know, doing fine and improved and. You know, main event of the show or two here and there. That'd be great. But I don't think so. Um, all right, let's talk to some people. Hit us up on the Constellation Lines at 347-202-0103. That is the number to get in touch with us. Let's, uh, oh, press 1 if you want to put your hand up on the uh, switchboard so I know you want to talk to us. I have see some callers that might want to jump on, but yeah, I'm not sure. Um, so yeah, in the meantime, let's uh, let's head out to uh, I think this might be Boris Chicago. It certainly is Boris. Is that you? What up? Yes, me. What's going on, man? And I'm just listening to you guys, um, checking out the show. Um, I I just heard a lot and watched a few matches, but um, I just can't get back to WWE. No matter what mm-hmm. they do, it's just, it just it's, I'm just totally turned off. And what makes neither brand, about, neither neither of the three brands catches your attention. Oh, yeah, I, I still watch New Japan. No, no, I said either brand, either three, like Raw SmackDown and NXT. I used to to be into NXT, but, you know, as you see, it's just the pattern stays the same. You know, Keith Lee came up, and, of course, they had to, you know, adjust him when he already had made a uh, pre-debut, you know, and did a, you know, really got us excited, you know, with him going toe-to-toe Roman Reigns the first time, and now... He's back, and pretty much he's a side note, you know what I'm saying, when he's already, you know, he already you know, you know, made a debut, you know. Well, to be fair, he's not exactly a side note. He showed up, started a few with Randy Orton, who's been 
doing really good work and beat him convincingly. And, you know, it didn't exactly go toe-to-toe with him on the mic, but that's kind of, you know, they limit him. About. But still, he he's getting wins. So it's not like he showed up and, uh, you know, they did some things to change him. And I get your point. That we want we want the Keith Lee we're used to, but we also got to recognize who Keith Lee works for. Uh, right. But all things considering, you know, it could be worse. He could still be wearing that weird, those weird shorts. Yeah. And, uh, you know, he just, they cut his, they, they shaved his beard and put him in the, in the Under Armour shirt. Uh, and and gave him that guy off. But but again, things could be worse. He's winning, and they're giving TV time. See, uh, they re-signed. They brought uh, J.D. Williams back, and he, he tweeted them. He's like, "Happy to have you back, brother." Now give me some new music. Well, I say this much. Did um, drink Kool-Aid for Thunder Rosa and Casita. I really thought they were gonna put. Thunder Rosa over because everybody made it seem like they was going to do it, you know, with, you know, Billy Corden, you know, chiming in, everybody saying, you know, you know how the possibility of if she won the belt or, you know, be a two belt, it just felt like we was going to, you know, we was going to see something really different, but of course they, you know, they, you know, kept the belt and hug and I was just all, oh, man. You know, but it's just so good yeah. to feel like we're going to have something different, you know? But I think it's more than just exactly what you do, though. Like, I think that you bring in, like, world renowned, um, and, and of course, it's because of the world, but you bring in that super top tier talent outside who's a champion elsewhere that's respected, have them challenge your champion, have a banger, and have your champion go over. I think that's the business. You know what I mean? Like, I. I uh, I've been following for a long time to actually get back 
What kind of going to reaction? I was going to say what kind of reaction did Thunder Rosa get? Um, but what was what was the crowd situation like at that AEW pay per view? Are they even doing? Well, somebody tried to run up on Moxley. Oh, somebody tried to run down on Moxley, and it was like, dude, what are you doing? Uh, security, they they got him together. You can't even, you can't yeah. even like try to like escape through the crowd. Like it's twelve people. Yeah. we see you. You don't blend in. <laughs> 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 it's you and the people next to you. It's just cha- you and chairs, right? Um, I just if you uh, we talked about Thunder Rosa last week. If you're gonna bring her in, if they're gonna do it this way, you can't just she can't just win. It's just Flat, you know, no momentum behind it. It's bad enough she's showing up to get a title shot on pay-per-view and has never been on your TV. And she ain't, it's not like, you know, a, a defection where, you know, you know, Hogan show up to WCW. He could, he could have showed up and gotten a pay-per-view shot on his first thing if they wanted to be stupid about it. And they were like, well, you know, Hulk Hogan. It would have still been dumb. But you want to get some momentum and get people talking about this woman before you put a you know, title on her, your, your main title. Yeah, I just have no, I have no issue with how they, they had a banger of a match and more oh, people yeah. know who, who Thunder Rosa is. Thunder Rosa has more incentive to maybe be official and sign on to AEW so they can actually do some real business. You talked about Kylie Ray, and, I, and I'm sure this has been – I'm not the first to think of this, but, like, do they have Jordan Grace by now if Kylie Ray is still in the company, if she wasn't treated the way she was because of how close they are? Yeah, I can't see her re-signing with Impact when she's been, been you know, wrestled everybody in Impact. And granted, she may be one of those people who are like – AEW won't give me my intergender wrestling. I'm very much about my intergender wrestling, so I'm going to stay here at Impact. Like that may be how she operates, but no, I can't imagine Impact is paying her more money than AEW would. Um, we know AEW still lets people take independent dates, so no, I think if her, you know, if her homegirl is treated right, I can't see her not like going along. And granted, like if she's not number one. She would have been a top three act on the women's division there, absolutely. If for no other reason, then you came in with a name. Right. Yeah, for sure. You're getting TV time. You have uh, you got a unique look. You already know how to market yourself. So with, um, with TV, hey. I can only imagine that that would, that would get better. One more. Hey, hey guys. Go ahead. One, mm-hmm. one more thing. I, uh being be an elite uh, dark order version with Sinbad on it, this this um what this this one was really this one was really good. Boris, you just said a lot of words. What? I'm sorry. Being the elite, elite dark, dark order dark version dark with Sinbad on it. Yeah, this is. I mean, okay, it's supposed to be an elite, but it seemed like Dark Order has took over. So no, they're sure, but I'm talking about the Sinbad part. You said Sinbad, Sinbad though, Sinbad. yeah. Like, that's not like Sinbad. necessary roughness, Sinbad. Right. Sinbad you and me, Sinbad. boy, gonna. Oh, okay. Like that. Sinbad did oh, a cameo. 
<laughs> okay. Now I have to watch. Y'all didn't watch it? Okay. No. no. I wouldn't watch no being the elite. But now I oh, have I'm to. sorry. Well, <laughs> well, well, Sinbad did a cameo, and it was really funny. Wow. Yeah. So they're, they're I mean, it, I don't know how to explain it. I like this, even though it's part of the, it's supposed to be part of the wrestling or whatever. It doesn't even matter. It's just it's been so funny with the Dark Order. It's just something totally different from when it was just you know the Young Bucks them and stuff like that. And then for so, them to pull this off and sell, and then the week before they celebrated with the championship, it's just I really like that we get to see this part of it after the wrestling is over. You know what I'm saying? So is somebody going to follow so, up with Brody Lee in an official capacity, not like kayfabe, and go, so um, six months ago when we asked about those promos and if you were like mocking or channeling Vince McMahon, you looked us dead in the face and was like, that's just a coincidence. I didn't even think of Vince when I <laughs> Now, I want somebody to follow up and be like, so is it still a coincidence? That you're still doing Vince promos and basing your stuff, and obviously basing your heel character off of Vince McMahon and some of his uh, and his mannerisms and, and things. Because I want to hear that answer. Yeah, one of us has to go to the media scrum. One of us has to do what? Go to the media scrum. Yeah, and go ask him directly. I ain't going to Florida right now. <laughs> like I said, I don't know how, how do you explain, the, you know, you know, you know, because people talk about that it's it's not it's the disconnect or the connection. It's messed up, but it's just so funny. You know what I'm saying? I know it's not supposed to be. It's not right, but yeah, I just see myself tuning in. Yeah. I mean, yeah, it was just never my thing. Um, I'm not saying it was bad. I was just like, was it in all the books? Like, really at any point? I think I had a more respect for them than what they do now than ever before, if for no other reason than, like, even if I don't necessarily like the same things as everybody else, like, the books yeah. are really good, especially uh, Matt the Dark Enemy, right? Uh, yes. I'm asking Boris. <laughs> but yeah. Oh, Boris is muted. Yeah, he's all good. Okay. Thanks for yeah, he, um, Appreciate you. Yeah. He has a cardio about him and strength about him that I wouldn't expect anybody to have in his brain. Like, really, really good. He can do all that stuff. He'll jump all around and, you know, they didn't immediately make a promotion about this. Like, they, you know, I, I understand the thing that people like it. So, before, those guys were hard. Um, I'm still not inclined to watch no DVD. Like I watch enough bad YouTube uh, without being influenced to watch bad YouTube myself. But I definitely, from what I have seen of that of that show over the years, I I think I do get it. Like if you like the buff, like that's certainly an extension of them. So if you like what they do, especially the fact that they are allowed to continue doing it. And not even allowed, yeah. like, oh, the company lets you. The fact that they would go, let's keep, let's keep putting ourselves out there, even though we don't have to. This yeah. was the thing we did to make it, to try to get attention. To, Before we had money. And then we got money. Yeah. We still got 
Still rocking with y'all. Yeah, for sure. So, uh, but yeah, thanks for the call, Boris. Appreciate you always. Um, I guess uh, Craig's on hold, but I don't think he wants to talk. Let's uh, head down to Georgia then. Hey, talk to Grill. Say what now, Cam? When is Craig's sermon again? It's like at the end of, the, of September. We've got like a month. Okay. I, if, if I if I remember it correctly, it was like the twenty eighth. Okay. Last Monday, I think. But yeah, uh, Darrell, what's happening, man? What up? Going you, Darrell. Or not? You hear me? Yeah. Oh, well, yeah. Here yeah, we hear you. Yeah, how you guys doing today? My bad. No, you're good. Yeah. Doing all right. What's on your mind? Uh, not too much, man. I didn't get to hear too much of what y'all was speaking on earlier. But, yeah, um, we talked about the rundown on, on everything that's been going on in, in the week of wrestling, you know, such on Matt Hardy. You know, the standard. Oh, okay. Um, I don't know how y'all, uh, what y'all said and how y'all feeling on. Okay, I like um, I like that Finn won it. I feel like um, him winning the title, um, it means a lot to him because he needed something to do at this moment in the NXT universe, and mm-hmm. he's probably the freshest one for the championship right now. Even though I was rooting for Cole, but you know, since they had both of it was unique that they had both of them guys playing babyface roles, so that was very unique. And especially when the rest of the UE is um still being healed, so that that was kind of crazy. Like now, um the AEW um I think they did injustice to that Cheetah um Cheetah um uh, Thunder Rosa match because of um uh, what happened to Matt because yeah. it came on right after um you know um the blatant concussion that Matt had. I always thought, especially in the past few years, that Matt Hardy, it was time for him to start hanging it up anyway because he, he moved around as well as a, a toddler who's just trying to learn yeah, how to man. walk. Oh, oh, Them knees don't work no more, man. Them knees yeah. don't work anymore, absolutely. So, and for, and for them to try to continue on that match and then blatantly show that they don't have no concussion protocol or uh, nothing <laughs> that stems to the fact that yeah, I don't even think they have drug policies or anything anyway. That's why you see mm. uh, one guy <laughs> on the juice who just came that's why there. That rider look like the rider and the horse right now. Yeah. Yeah, that's the yeah. guy. That's the guy. Mm-hmm. So that was just you can't get away with that one. You can't get away with that one. And um. WWE trying to um, rectify themselves and just um, <laughs> telling people that they can't make outside money. Oh, why didn't we talk about that? 
And I mean, um, Tony Khan yeah. saying that um, in his interview after the show, he's saying, okay, he also not uh, putting uh, putting down and saying uh, touche, but he did kind of say, well, I understand. And uh, <laughs> yeah, I, I understand about certain stuff, maybe not YouTube, Twitch, and stuff like that, but I understand about third-party money on certain things. Making people, I hope people understand that both wrestling companies together, ain't nobody going to try to let somebody come up off of them any kind of way on everything, get away with everything, especially when you're trying to make money. Absolutely. So, ain't no heroes in this one, um, guys. Yeah, man, there's some villains, though. Might not be no heroes, but there are super villains. Absolutely. Yeah. When you when, when you oh yeah, you, you got mad, one super villain. <laughs> no, um, when when you mad, people are going on cameo to make, you know, make. How much do you pay somebody? Four hundred dollars, man. Four, most is four hundred, I think. Yeah, I think wait, wait, like from twenty five to one hundred, right? Four hundred or the most is four hundred. I thought the most yeah. you could make off a cameo, one cameo, was four hundred. Is it twenty five hundred? But I don't think nobody yeah. paying four hundred like that. Though this is a long message, but mostly mm-hmm. what twenty five here, fifty there, hundred maybe. Okay. But still, just imagine if if you come into the come into the, into the office and you open up your thing and they're like. Yeah, you got 17 cameos to do. You can bust them shit out in an hour and a half. That's just straight. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. You made a payment on your range, and, you know, things are are swimming. But Vince is like, mad at that? Like, how does he get cut out? I mean, like, how does he feel? Does he feel... like, what's the beef? Like, why are you mad? If you were paying your employees enough, they wouldn't go to third parties to make money. Like, it's really that simple. Like, like for all of us. If we thought even that our Cena, at the peak of his, you know, star power on huh. WWE TV and the peak of his, 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 what he was making, his salary, wanted to, and the technology was there, wanted to go on Cameo to make 50 bucks. I think... I think that's fine. He think he, that's fine, and he 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 came back over It ain't about John Cena. It ain't about Randy Orton. Mm-hmm. It ain't no. about Roman Reigns. It ain't about Jeff Hardy. It's about everybody who's never had a title shot. You know what I'm saying? Like that's who it's about. No, no, no. I absolutely um, agree. Stipulate to to mm-hmm. that. But even if it was a multi-billionaire, you know, TV top talent. Uh, I don't think the, the argument shouldn't be if you paid them more. The argument should be mind your fucking business. They they doing they at home on their home computer mm-hmm. doing something by somebody who contacted them. Fuck you. Mm-hmm. It's not a movie. And it's it not seems a, to it's be. not an endorsement deal. It, it, the thing is, it because it's because it bypasses all the things that are in there. You could you can damn well believe mm-hmm. all the contracts going forward now are going to have. Cameo and other third party. It's going to be very clear. 
mm-hmm. clauses in it. And that's super villains do bullshit. That's what they do. Yeah, but mm-hmm. for now, you should back off and and and, and let people. Uh, I think from the time it was a problem, everybody had a thirty day window to uh, to change their names on these platforms um, to something other than the name that they use to perform in WWE. So I think like Sasha's already Mercedes Monaro. But yeah, most of the guys didn't. Um, most of the guys didn't have um, they were, um, WWE yeah, like, names. Like, okay, like Dakota Kai. Her name is Charlie Girl mm-hmm. on Twitch yeah. and on YouTube. Um, a lot of people, maybe somebody like Cesaro, maybe, but you know. Um, but you can't. Are they gonna tell Cesaro not to um, stare his coffee no more? Yeah. Okay. The issue is. How does Dakota Kai promote Charlie Girl? Is going live. She does it on Dakota Kai Days And I think the issue, this is the problem that WWE's with. Like, oh yeah, I get you can't that. Advertise I get that. what you're doing if you're not allowed to talk about it on the channel. I get it's again, it's all bad because. WWE wants to protect her IP, which is fine, but WWE is also like. But but you also got to think like this too. Them third party companies um robbing them anyway because you got places like Twitch and um YouTube mm-hmm. what they taking before you see your money and like when you get the super chats and stuff like that they taking like twelve percent out of it. <laughs> so you you get robbed from the third party and your main uh, hustle is trying to rob you and take your money that you already get Everybody. robbed from too. Everybody shouldn't the concern of what you're doing. Shouldn't the concern with WWE be that they're not doing anything that's going to make the company look bad? Right? Like if you're on Twitch and you're doing your white supremacist Stream or or Remember Randy Orton said nigga on Twitch and didn't get in trouble yeah. for it. Nobody said shit. Well, he didn't make you know. If he'd have got fifty cent for it, then they'd have been like, oh, oh we give us a quarter for that. Nobody. But if your wrestlers out here got OnlyFans pages, but that's what I was gonna say. So maybe, and I wouldn't even consider this making the 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 company look bad, considering the history of the company. It would be very hypocritical for a company that puts out fucking bikini fucking calendars and all kinds of shit to be like, you can't put out bikini pics and have people pay for shit. Um, but unless you're doing something like detrimental to the brand name, I think they should just be like, wow, we're we popping. Look how fucking uh, you know they like to throw up their stupid little facts. WWE Superstars supplemented their income <laughs> by this month, this month on social media. Wow. We got superstars. No other company, you know, ESPN, uh, uh, Rich Eisen, or whoever their ESPN personalities are, can't go on Twitch and make a dollar. But goddamn uh, Peyton Royce or Dakota Kai or somebody can, uh, you know, you know, play Madden for an hour and she made herself $200 from Twitch or however it goes. That should be a point of pride 
with them. And you should just monitor that people aren't on there being jackasses and embarrassing you. Other than that, I think, and I know I'm not a big corporation and all that, and I'm talking from my fucking living room on a podcast, but still, it just seems like the decent thing to do in an open and fair society. In, a, in an open and fair society where you have a bunch of independent contractors, it, it, all, it comes back to that. And they're opening themselves up to that kind of shit. <laughs> Andrew Yang was like, you know, a young guy who's our age. He's somewhere between 34 and 44. And, and he's like, yeah, I grew up and I love these guys. And they fucking die early. And he has an idea of what the wrestling business is is and does and has certainly has done to people. And then you see shit like that, like you're just asking for people that that uh, have power to go, all right, enough's enough. Why would you needle? Why would you put your finger in that, like, uh, not a wound, but just why would you just needle it at, at, your, at your talent, at your fan base? I don't get it. I don't get why they do things like that. I mean, I, I get it. Just tell the people. Just tell the people, hey man, uh, if you don't promote it on your WWE uh, um, related account, that's yeah. and you tell them just like employers tell you uh, when you go to work. Don't be selling, coming here selling yourself on our uh, on our job site. Right. Or coming out printing a bunch of flyers for your personal business with uh, company resources. You know, paper and ink. Like, yeah, you yep. can't come in here print up your flyers and your 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 marketing stuff on our time. Like, you would get in trouble or fired or written up or something. I, I get that. And, but then there's also other stuff. Like, well, could Randy Orton say uh, retweet from at Charlie Girl? If that doesn't exist, it's a Dakota Kai account. But if she was like, fine, I'll create my own uh, account. And if she tweets out on her personal account, I go live on Twitch. And when it's in WWE, and they go, Charlie Girl's about to go live on Twitch. Y'all know her as Dakota Kai. Who, who, who gets in trouble? Charlie, uh, Dakota Kai, Randy Orton, the person that retweeted. They just leave people the fuck alone. Damn. That's what, and that's another good. thing is, they done hustled and made money off of these people who done built this stuff up, like Xavier Woods and this up, up, down stuff. That yeah. put him doing that and hustling and getting that done, they done been able to hustle that for themselves and probably mm-hmm. broke him off no bread and got money yeah. off of it and got into another they, lane. They, they ain't Amazon. never been there before. They're Amazon where they see and they and that's not even Amazon. It's not like they they they're new. They're just the current, they're the big obvious company that does this. But they see the the thing that works and then they use that formula and that template and because they're Amazon, they can push their shit to the top and everybody else uh, uh to the bottom and use all of the successful marketing tactics that the fucking lower level people had to fight and scrape and actually create and buy trial and trial and error and then they go oh that works implement that and do it so they see oh there is a there is a we're going to create our own video game youtube so i'm sure there's a youtube of wwe that does all kinds of wacky stuff that 
has games and that kind of similar content. It ain't affiliated with Austin Creed, uh, Xavier Woods, but they certainly got the idea from him and saw that it could work because of how much he made it work. And they go, shit, well, he can get 150000 or a million dollars on what his numbers are. We as the WWE can do that or double it, you know, because it's just simply who we are. Um, I don't, yeah, just leave people alone and just take their ideas and expand them. Put your own fucking cameos together. Right? Charge people the fucking just, and cut and break off your fucking talent. Create a service for wrestling fans to send birthday shout outs to their other wrestling fans. And that kind of thing. They're that you see what they're doing now with the uh you know, hundred bucks and you get to talk to somebody for two minutes on the goddamn Skype. Instead of meet and greet, they're doing the, 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 the meet and zooms and shit. And Zoom that's and the reason why you go in the cameo. Thank you. I didn't even know they were doing that. There you go right there. There go they reason. Because now they want the people to come do the meet and greet so virtually. So what? You got to kill the work. Turn it into cameo and do your own shit. Or leave people the fuck alone and go. Wow, I'm glad our brand is out there. Look how many people want want. Because uh, on Cameo, you get requests. <laughs> this is funny. This is funny because on Cameo, you get requests, and then the people can request, well, hey, can you say it in your big E voice and how you be coming out with New Day? And, <laughs> and shout out my homeboy. And right. I, I'll pay you $10. Now, I don't have to pay the WWE 25 for the same thing, nope, I can just pay you the 10, quick 10, you know what I'm saying? What they, what they call it, cut out the middle man. <laughs> yeah. It's I just, cut out the middle man. When I, like, I listen to a lot of uh, uh, bands and acts that might not necessarily be on Google Play, or even if they are, I'd still go to their band camp, if, you know, because I know they're going to get way more of the money if I send seven dollars to bank to, to buy their album on Bandcamp to whether I spend nine ninety nine on Google Play. Like they say, yeah, it would push me up on Google Play and the mark and that kind of stuff, but I'd rather get that extra two bucks or whatever that Google takes. And if you buy it straight from my personal account or my Bandcamp or my whatever whatever that's charging. So that's the the kind of thing you have to do with artists today, especially music artists. You go, shit, do I buy it off of them or do I get go to iTunes or Googling and buy it and make them more popping in that on that format. But I want to save two bucks or maybe give them the direct money. So it's it's a new no pun intended. It's a new day and we're all and corporations and shit are all figuring this out as it as it happens. But I think you should be forward thinking enough to go, maybe we shouldn't, you know, we had these guys locked down and we were paying them as employees and they had benefits and we, but no, you don't. You're so fucking independent contractors, yet you get to tell them where to go, when to go, how to do the thing, and get to tell them what they can do outside when they're not even fucking working. It just you're, it just I, I don't understand how 
a real push for this independent contractor shit hasn't happened yet. Um, and because people, like um, this, people in outside lanes use it. Yeah. Well, well, you would hear they would go, "Well, this has been in use for so long, and the company is basically the foundation is built on this. If we form it, if we fundamentally, if we change, it fundamentally changes how they and it will put undue pressure and blah blah blah. And corporations and companies and industry have enough lobbyists and stuff to to make a case to make it seem like if. But if we pay our and treat our fucking employees like employees, we're going to go out of business. And the government will go, oh, well, instead of going, well, then you shouldn't be allowed to have a fucking company. That you, can't. <laughs> you know, they'll bend over backwards because that's how, you know, America. <laughs> you know, how the world works. I don't even want to put that all on America, but, you know, it's just how it is. Uh, Leave people alone, WWE. That's that's really what it what it comes down to. Um, anything else, Brian? I'm a, or or, or uh, Darrell. I'm gonna try to squeeze Brian in here before we, before we go. Oh no, man! Go on and get Brian in here, man. I'm good talking to y'all today, man. Right. Good talking to you, man. Appreciate you. All right, as I said, let's uh, head out to Phoenix. Talk to our good pal Brian. Brian, what's happening? What up? Way to way to get hey, in Seth, before hey, the. Uh, before the timer. Exactly. And I apologize about that. Uh, going on around here. But yep. all the good stuff. So hopefully you both have a good night. I will send an email to the um, VIP portion of the East Coast cast. I just sent you a um, – I just retweeted you, both you and Cam Trav. And actually I got from Cam. You know, everybody knows Cam is prolific on Twitter. So I don't want you to scroll to like 100 million tweets that Cam sent this afternoon to look at this. But this was about where uh, a guy on <sighs> Ireland was – and I've said about Finn Balor being 30, a 39 years old champion of the developmental brand of NXT. And I thought it was an interesting conversation being that one part of it is Finn Balor too old to 39, which we know that's not true. But then also the other part of it, the people saying, well, NXT isn't developmental. So it's interesting, two different arguments about that one sentence that this guy said. So it's a lot, uh, not a lot, but maybe some stuff. That I'm sorry, it is a giant mess. <laughs> just scrolling. And then people are pointing out Robert Rue, 39, Joe, 37, Shinsuke, 37, Lee, and Cross, mm-hmm. 35. Oh, oh, I'm just asking, is, is, is this just setting up for when Karrion Cross comes back uh, in six six or three months or whatever it is, and Finn Balor is that there? They figure that's the best bet for when Cross comes back, maybe to feud with. Um even Shayna Baszler's 38 when she won the women's title. Wow. Oscar's 34. Karrion yeah, Cross is, just... is older than me. Like, <laughs> Karrion Cross is five months older than I am. His birthday was July 19th. Yeah. So, like, again, I don't think NXT is absolutely a developmental territory, but NXT is also a grooming territory, and those are different things. Like NXT is also on, on first-rate Number one rated cable TV as well. Yes, it is. And anybody thinking that you're still going to get fucking Riddick Moss in the, uh, who's probably not even, he's not like Riddick Moss. Is, he's, I bet he's 30. <laughs> he's Travis. 
Who trained? Who trained Carrie Cross? You're never gonna guess this. The Dudley Boy. Hmm. He was a WCW TV champion. Um, uh, Big Wiggle. Disco Inferno. Disco Inferno. No fucking way. Second uh, date of birth. Disco Inferno. That's that's sad. <laughs> I don't know. I mean, that's maybe that's sad. Burn baby burn. Yes. Yeah. Um. Anyway. So again, it's uh, you scroll through that. Travel. Again, I thought, I thought you know some interesting uh, interesting conversation. The part about really quick about develop, NXT developmental. I think they stop becoming a developmental when you when you have really good access to it. Now, it's, I always kind of say it's hard to equate WWE to other sports because you have like the NBA has a uh, D league, and you know that I mean that's obviously not almost obviously it's not developmental, but it's where you know people go in your practice. But you, can you call? Can you say like no, NXT is. is like a D league? That's exactly what D league it's fair to say developmental. Uh, the D League is developmental. Is the NBA's developmental league? Well, I mean, that's where the D comes from, right? I, I, I didn't want to assume, but it's, it makes sense. So, so um, yeah, and, and it's and it's the same. It's supplemented by the by the main company, or you know, by the the NBA supplements to the NBA D League. It's not like the D League is out there trying to. Um, Fill up arenas and hold and, and carry their own. And NXT is on TV. Whether they're filling up arenas before arenas stop being filled or not, they're on TV on the number one rated cable national cable channel. That ain't developmental. The moment they October 2019 happened, they stopped being developmental. They weren't before then. They had really transitioned from that already, but. That was when it really stopped. So one of the hosts of uh, TW Torch NXT is Tom South, and he lives in uh, Orlando, so he goes to a lot. He goes to the head taping. He would go to the NXT taping. And one thing he talked about a lot before everything went crazy is that they had a thing called the Coconut Loop, and that's where they went to house shows all around Florida. And that's when you got, like, you know, the main event might be, let's say, Finn Balor versus, like, all the lower, most of the lower card matches was, you know, person X versus person Y, a woman or tag team versus tag team. So they were like the people who are like developmental people, you know, tag team. You know, they might have like one or two main event, main event. So that was the part of NXT, that the developmental part, that did this coconut loop that Tom South talks about a lot. So, um, hey, Cam and Trap, first of all, thanks a lot again, as always, for having me on. I will send an email later on to the exclusive of the IP portion of East Coast Cast. And I hope you both have a real good night. Thanks again, as always. I appreciate it. Appreciate you, Brian. Thanks, man. Uh, any um, any response to any of that, Cam? Yeah, Tom Stoops stays on his game, um, or Tom Stoop stays on his game. Um, I really want to really quickly shout out my man Harley. Is it Peugeot? Is that how you say his name? Harley Peugeot um, had uh, me as a guest on their. Uh, one year anniversary show on the torch. Um, so shout out to Harley talking about guests uh, on their show and don't even know how to pronounce that. Yeah. Um, no, yeah, I can't. It's it's all Canadian and shit. I don't know how to say it. <laughs> um, 
you know, they do the, the grit and glitter show. Um, yeah. And so they did him and uh, him and Fear to their one year anniversary for Grit and Glitter. Had me on there talking about Black Wrestling Coalition, talking about some of the best Black female talent to look out for. So shout out to them and check that out on VIP. Um, and check that out just on the Daily Cast. You can find that just on the uh, PW Torch feed on uh, what's this thing, Travis? Tell me what the thing is on Blog Talk Radio. There you go. Oh, um, yeah, I'm like the thing. Uh, shout out to that man. Um, I just want to say really quickly, Travis, we didn't really talk about it, but what WWE signed wrestler has all his Instagram comments turned off, and you can only quote tweet him, but you can't reply to his tweets. Who? The Velveteen Dream. Oh, um, well, you know, like you're not, you're not trying to hear things. The game, right? I, I'm I, I, I feel like to we need to have an extended conversation about that um, that we can't really have now, but you know, um, I think WWE did him a disservice by not being really transparent with what they found or did not find. And it's going to hurt him until they're clearer about it. And it might be irreparable. Like they might not be able to fix this. I think with Matt Riddle, they're able to have a bit more leeway because of what the situation was. It's certainly not me saying that Matt Riddle is innocent. Um, it's right. not me saying that Matt Riddle is guilty, but I think that just with the parties involved, what the situation was, there's enough reasonable doubt to where the people who were supporting him would continue to do that. I think with that well, dream, once you start – yeah, go ahead. I'm sorry. The big thing with the big difference is um, you, you're dealing with minors in one situation and the other is more yeah. of a – like a like people a, hate women. An inappropriate <laughs> relationship we that White knows about. It was like more of a that they put into a story analyst kind like, of thing. Uh, this is the Velveteen like, thing is more it's potential criminal potential. Well, no, the woman absolutely accused that riddle of criminal activity. Oh, oh, okay. I do right. acknowledge that. I do, I do acknowledge that people hate women in a way they don't hate children. Um, and so. Like, when, it's, when a child's involved, if you're not very clear on the details of what happened, if you didn't present proof that something didn't happen, if you just want to talk around it, you are doing the people involved uh, that you were spending money with a disservice. And, yeah, he can't say anything. Like, he literally can't. Like, they had him in a squash match. They had him run through somebody last night. And, like, he can't capitalize on that. Um, Beyond that, you just think of I how – the psychology yeah. of, of of society now we just we just never going to forget because we never had the opportunity to to get our jokes and our memes and our outrage and all that kind of stuff we because they hit them and they protected them and it's always going to be a thing so in two years it's all it's still going to be a thing like we've seen yeah. egregious shit get people get past. Yeah. So it's like just get it all out. Matter of fact, you might do yourself as a company uh, a service because because you you piss off the fan base more if it comes out later, and then they realize, wait, you knew all along these details. Like remember yeah. when the fucking video of what's his face punching his girl out? The NFL took more heat Very because nice they had that. fucking been protecting him for a whole year before that. 
It's not like the video came out in the NFL. It was like, oh, wow, we didn't know. Uh, suspend them or, or whatever, ban them. It was, damn, yeah, we sat on this for, for a year. Mm-hmm. They couldn't, they had no ground and nothing. And it's going to be a similar situation if you don't just get it out there and let the fucking chips fall where they may. You might, people are fucking gross and society sucks. And even if people are criminals and do bad shit, they might be forgiven because what about my entertainment? And that's, you know, so just, you already got that going for you, but don't get caught on the other side because it's just, just bad news. So I I don't know what to think of treat certain things over other things. Um, But I think you're right with, you know, people hear stories about women and they're way more skeptical. Uh, I Uh, 
Uh, we've got plenty of stuff to talk about, including the book club, and I'm sure he's going to want to talk about uh, All Out and give us a little bit of an NXT and Dynamite rundown. So, uh, thanks everybody for chiming in and emailing and tweeting and calling. We'll start next week. That's Cam. I'm Trav. We out. I'm not